0: Visit tripsurfervacations.com and let them know that Radiotechers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today. And change the way you buy glasses forever. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt presenting to you yet another episode. Of Radio Techers. And on this episode, Mags and I will discuss the recent round of more Premier League results, including uh, both Southampton and Leicester City, uh, both being uh, at the top of the table at different points this weekend. Uh, We will also discuss, obviously, the Manchester City-Liverpool game, uh, more controversy with uh, VAR, (laughs) VAR, (laughs) unfortunately, and uh, more Uh, results from all around the league uh, before we take this international break. Uh, If you're listening to this episode in podcast form, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to it, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, or anywhere else for that matter. If you would like to watch this episode in video form, that would be awesome. Go to YouTube and subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish, where you can check out all episodes of Radio Techers there uh, with uh, Mags and I in the flesh. Uh, so, make sure to check that out. Hit the bell for notifications. Hit the subscribe button. Leave comments wherever you can. What do you think about this week's uh, Premier League results? Uh, we also ask that you follow us on Twitter at Radiotechers, R A D I O T E K K E R S. With that said, thank you again and enjoy today's show. <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I'm of course the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt and as always with me here, the hardest working man, literally, in all of podcasting, my good friend and yours, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? You. That's (laughs) you.
1: I am am worn out. I'm like a zombie today. Uh, It's been a long, hard weekend, building sheds, uh, watching pay-per-views. Uh, yeah, it's just been hectic, but at well, least we get to yeah. talk some football for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, when when I said that you were the hardest working man in all of podcasting, I sincerely meant it. You were literally building a shed this weekend. Uh, so yes, <laughs> this would this would make you literally the hardest working man in all of podcasting. <laughs> what is the shed for, Mags? Go ahead and tell the listeners what your shed is for. The, the
1: shed is to protect. uh My man and my son's motorbikes from the cold, harsh uh, English winters.
0: See, look, look at this. This is is the baddest man in all of podcasting, right here, ladies and gentlemen, right here, (laughs) Mags. Um, (laughs) So, uh, with that here, before we get started, we got a lot of Premier League coverage to go over. We got a lot to talk about uh we did have Dirk Classicer this weekend i guess i can talk to you a little bit about that too um here just momentarily but uh what i would ask of you the listener the viewer out there if you're listening to this on podcast form make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts give us a five-star rating and review wherever you're, you're listening to this podcast um also if you're watching us on youtube hey look at that we got a nice little uh subscribe button that way Uh, so hit that subscribe button do what mag's doing hit that thumbs up uh, and uh, leave us a comment let us know what you think about this episode of radio techers what let us know what you thought about this weekend's premier league results because i'm sure it's you know you've got opinions we've got opinions that's Mm -hmm. that's what this is all about (laughs) exactly Mm. um so obviously the thumbnail this week is uh manchester city versus liverpool um, we'll talk about that game here momentarily um but Megs what was your overall uh thoughts from this latest round of uh, of matches here match day 8
1: yeah i think we're uh we're seeing the cream kind of rise to the top now we're seeing the mm. uh the, the the early front runners kind of settled back into where we would have normally seen them. Uh, the likes of Everton dropping dropping down, uh, hmm. Tottenham rising to the top, uh, Leicester rising, and obviously uh, Liverpool. Chelsea I a I think they had a, a great victory, and they really can Their front line is is starting to really really take games by the scruff of the neck, and uh, the rest of like, the Burnley and Brighton really struggling still. Um Fulham really struggling. Uh West Brom struggling. Yeah, so it's, it's it's we're getting back to a bit of football normality, I think.
0: A little bit. A little bit of the uh the craziness that we have seen previously has somewhat subsided. Um that's not to say that we won't get any more craziness. It it, it will only um probably uh, continue to come in waves I would suppose but yes we are seeing kind of a, a similar shaping of what we had at the end of last season with Lester uh, actually being in first place as of right now at the top of the standings as of right now uh, Tottenham and Liverpool vying for, uh, for for those next two spots there. They're also very much in the hunt of things. Uh, Southampton uh, was actually top of the table for just a, a brief moment. They're currently in fourth. And then Chelsea rounds out the top five here on 15 points. Uh, so, yeah, this is looking more like what we've, we've come to know. Uh, mm-hmm. s- more surprising here, Arsenal in 10th, City in 11th. And uh, Manchester United, 14th. They're kind of right there in the middle of the pack. Um, Let's talk about uh, Burnley and Brighton because, uh, obviously, you being a Burnley man and uh, our friend uh, Mr. Stephen Grudy uh, has been um, keenly watching Brighton uh, with his first uh, season here. Um, What did you make of of that game? It it looked to go to a 0-0 draw uh, right right at the 90th minute.
1: Yeah, this was a this was a a, a tale of. A, a Brighton team that looked like they were really, really dominant uh, with the amount of shots that they had. But mm. the truth is they weren't as dominant as, as the, the 19 shots to four uh, statistics suggest because only three of those shots were actually on target. And uh, mm. throughout the game, but Ber- the best chance actually fell to Burnley when, uh, when uh, Lawton hit the bar. Um, but it was a very, very... Typical Burnley scrappy affair where they they were very resolute in defence, uh, and and Brighton was just unable to uh, to break them down. Uh, I think Welbeck uh, had a really good game, but he really needs to kind of get uh, get more clinical in front of goal. Uh, lampte was uh, another star for 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 Brighton, and uh, in in. In all of the Burnley team, you've got to say that the, the the goalkeeper and the and the four defenders were outstanding because they they kept Brighton at bay and limited to limited them to those long range shots. So it's a fair result, not uh, not exactly the most exciting football, but you're never going to get that watching Burnley. Uh, we're always going to be a, a team that want to frustrate uh, uh, other other teams rather than play play pretty football.
0: Mm. uh Ben Mee did return to the lineup for you guys though. That, that, was a, that was a big uh that was really really big for you guys. I'm glad that he could he could make it back into the starting lineup for Burnley. Um I'll be honest, I didn't even realize that Danny Wilbeck played played for for Brighton. That's uh that's on the me. The more you know. The more the more you know. Yeah. Uh um, <laughs> Uh yeah, I-, I felt as though this was a, a somewhat solid affair between the two. Uh, obviously, um, I would have liked to see. Uh, some goals here, but um, you know, sometimes you don't always have to get goals to get points. And I think that uh, Burnley, uh, they're going to be scrapping for uh, any kind of result that they can right now to to kind of keep yeah. the progress going. And you know, hopefully they can get this momentum enough to, to pick up some some wins uh, against some some big clubs, against some some uh, some contenders, and you know, uh, get your place right there in the middle of the pack. And kind of hopefully be contending for some honors. I would I would assume, yeah
1: yeah well uh this with hopefully with this uh, uh sale of the club going through and 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 a bit of a, an injection of funds and and a loosening of the of the purse strings in in terms of wages uh that that is what holds burnley back it's not so much that we haven't got the the transfer funds it's the we don't have the wage structure to attract the big players uh so hopefully uh that that will help us in January, when the when we get the transfer window, we can we can, can kind of kick on. But we do we are scrapping for every single point that we get right down to the division. It's, it's so tight down there at the bottom.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, Southampton Newcastle was the other game on Friday. Um, uh, Southampton winning two nil, and then famously putting out the tweet uh, "Stop the count" uh, <laughs> uh, with them uh, heading to the top of the league at that point. Uh, Southampton putting together some some really scrappy performances, especially uh, with James Ward-Prowse. Uh, obviously, last weekend was a big weekend for him. Um, yeah, uh, I, I felt as though Southampton uh, did a very good job in securing the two points mm-hmm. here.
1: Yeah, and it's four wins and a draw in the last five games. Uh, and this is a, a team that, that did it without uh, the talisman of Danny Ings. And now mm. I've got to kind of eat some crow on this episode because – in the early days of Radio Tech, as I said that uh, I thought that Che Adams probably wasn't uh, Premier League quality. Uh, I didn't think he, he was. He had that kind of a, that killer instinct in front of goal. Uh, and he's proved me wrong. Uh, his finish uh, in this game was absolutely sublime, a really mm-hmm. well-taken goal. Mm-hmm. And then followed up and, and finished off at the death by, by uh, the Armstrong goal. And yes, Southampton keep kicking on with these uh, really kind of a... Uh, not exactly outstanding but very professional displays
0: indeed um should should any of the other uh i guess uh historically uh big six clubs should should any of them uh be taking threat or be taking southampton uh serious right now
1: i think every every club in the in the league should be taking southampton seriously they they don't seem to fear anybody um, yeah. Even even when they they uh, are behind in games, they they never seem to let like let the head drop. They're always mm-hmm. kind of pushing to to score goals. And um, if this is what they can do without Danny's in 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 the team, uh, when he's back, they're going to be an even more kind of formidable team. So yeah, I think every uh, big six clubs should be kind of looking over the shoulder at Southampton and and hoping to not uh, slip on that banana skin.
0: Indeed. I, I had to throw a little bit of a softball there and, you know, give <laughs> give 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 one for you, give one for the Southampton fans. Um yeah, every everybody should be uh, you know, uh, taking Southampton very, very seriously right now because they've they've come shown that they've uh, been able to produce some massive results. Uh so yeah, good on them. Um, a massive result also for Manchester United. That was uh that was the uh kickoff game for uh on Saturday, Manchester United three Everton one. Um, ever since I, I, you know the the Manchester, not the Manchester derby, the Merseyside derby, uh, Everton have not really looked the same. Um, Manchester United looked full benefit here. Bruno Fernandes had a magnificent game, and uh, Edison Cavani got his first Premier League uh, goal in, I believe.
1: He certainly did. Uh, and it didn't start exactly the best for for Manchester United. Obviously, these are coming off uh, the 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 loss in Istanbul and then the loss to Arsenal last week. And this is a Man United who seemingly were in freefall. I mean, you're still looking at a, a club that's in the bottom half of the table. Uh, they they went behind after 19 minutes when uh, the, uh Everton played route one. Kick, uh, Pickford kicking out to uh, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, and then uh, Bernard with, uh, with the with the finish into the bottom corner. But yeah, Everton uh, Man United really kind of turned it around, and 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 uh, Bruno Fernandez was the was the the guy to do that. Uh, he had a, an outstanding uh, game. Uh, got got both both the first goals that Man United uh, almost. Uh, I think there was Rashford who maybe tried to claim the second one mm. and then uh the 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 end for, for Cavani which was a, a really well taken finish and kind of a bit of a relief for um aligner salchay that he really needed this victory but a couple of um, statistics about this match that that really stood out to me. This is uh the first time since two thousand and six that Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti team has lost three games on the bounce, that was when he was in charge of uh, of uh, Milan, uh, so that's uh, a very, very interesting t- statistic, and another one that, uh, that I, I found out today it was that whenever Richarlison has not been playing, Everton have failed to win the game, he's uh, missed seven games since they signed him in uh, 2018, and all seven games Everton have lost, so Oh, wow. as much yeah uh, i i uh, that was not even a statistic i was aware of until uh, until I, uh, I i read that uh, yesterday uh, Yeah, so, but united climbing up the up the table and i think they this i still think solskjaer has a lot of work to do but yeah it can definitely breathe a sigh of relief with this result
0: so mags we we've been um and i'm glad that you you brought uh Ole Gunnar solskjaer's name up here uh we've been very critical of him in uh in recent weeks. Um I will uh, obviously give the devil his due. They, they he, he did something to motivate these players uh to, to bring in a decent performance uh and, and to pick up the victory here today. Um point blank, will Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer still be the manager by the end of the season?
1: No point blank, absolutely not. I think Pochettino will be the manager. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, I don't I don't particularly think it's his fault. Uh, I know this is kind of like uh retreading old ground, but I don't think he's been backed enough uh and it's the typical thing that that manion the man United board do they get a new manager and they back him for the first season, then the second season they expect miracles with absolutely nothing and and it it just doesn't work like that um and he he- he hasn't been given the support he needed uh in terms of the players that he requested. Uh, but he's, he's going to be the fall guy, unfortunately, and, uh, with Pochettino lurking in, in in the wings and really kind of making a claim that he wants to get back into football. Uh, I can see all eyes on, on Pochettino uh, becoming the next Man United manager.
0: Definitely very, very possible. Very possible indeed. Yeah. Uh... Crystal Palace 4, Leeds 1. Uh, Leeds started this season with their tails way, way up, Mags. Uh, they, they had that uh, massive game against uh, Liverpool um, at the, the, uh, the season debut. Um, they've been able to piece together some really convincing results. They, they stood toe-to-toe with uh, Pep Guardiola's Manchester City side, secured a 1-1 uh, draw, uh, which was really impressive um but they got smashed here uh by Crystal mm-hmm. Palace and i think part of it they'll they'll feel un, um a little bit um hard done by the results of uh, 4-1 uh chris uh crystal palace picks up the victory here um Vars Var seemed to have a lot to do with this result here though too mags
1: yeah uh patrick bamford must be absolutely st- kicking and screaming about about that first goal. he uh mm-hmm. he's he's been one of uh leeds's brightest spots since and another kind of uh striker who, who we wrote off at the beginning of the season because he doesn't seem to do well in the in the in the premier league he seems to be very much a championship level player but he's really stepped up the mark and he scored a brilliant goal which got ruled off because his his hand was over the line now I always believed that the offside rule was to do with parts of the body that you can score a goal with and you cannot score a goal with your hand. It's as simple as that. So, yeah, VAR <laughs> is just... It's just ruining... Uh, the, mm. uh, it's taking away the common sense, and I keep saying it time and time again, but this is a common sense uh, decision. He was not going to score with his hand, so he, the the goal could have uh, should have stood, and that could have made the difference in the game. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Leeds seem to be a kind of a... All or nothing team. They have a they go hard or go home, and if they don't uh, absolutely destroy a, a, a team, they get destroyed themselves. There's no kind of middle ground for them. Uh, I felt so um, sorry for for Helder Costa, who I, who I thought actually had a, a really decent game, but uh, when he uh, he blocked the uh, the attempt at a cross and it and straight over the line because of the the goalkeeper's bad positioning. That just kind of. Uh, Signified Leeds as day. They, uh, they just weren't mm. going to get the uh, the rub of the green. They had like I think sixty five percent of the ball as well. So uh, right. well done to Palace for for using uh, the very limited time on the ball uh, to. To great effect, getting uh, getting four goals out of the six shots, and the free kick from Etsy was absolutely sublime. Such a beautiful goal, uh, but yeah, a good victory for for Palace, and yeah, uh, that'll be a very very confidence building, especially with them pushing to get into the the top six. I think now they're seventh, maybe. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, a great result for them.
0: Yeah, and this this is uh, the I'm glad that you brought up that that stat about them only having 35% possession, uh Crystal Palace that is. Uh because this is the kind of Crystal Palace performance that we saw a lot earlier in the season. Uh where where they didn't need possession. They just needed to spring forward with speed and strength and just rifle uh <laughs> shots into goal. Um 10 shots. Well
1: that that's, uh, that's what Zaha brings though. He's uh, a yeah. very they're very much a, a counter-attacking team. Uh their, their struggles used to be that they weren't able to soak up that pressure, but they, they seem to have really kind of picked up on, on being able to do that uh, and just sit back and let teams uh, play themselves into trouble and then get the ball to Zaha, and he, he makes chances.
0: With with him being such an a, uh, I, I guess, uh, a... a... Peripheral point for Crystal Palace, um, and 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 really kind of the key player for everything that they do. Um, I know that there was wide rumors of him going to Arsenal a couple seasons back. Uh, will will there be clubs this winter that have Wilfred Zaha on their shopping list?
1: Ah. I would dare say that there's a lot of people looking at him because uh, he's having an a, a, an excellent season. I think in in just these this first eight games, he's equaled his uh, his um, uh, number of goal involvements uh, that he had all of last season. So he's really having a stellar season. My Thoughts would be though he he was burned when he signed for Man United. He uh he really had this thought that he was a, a a big fish in a small pond, and when he got to Man United and he wasn't given the opportunities, I think that really kind of sullied him. Um, so mm. he went back to Palace, and he seems incredibly happy there. But Palace are never going to be. A European Championship, a European uh, challenging team. So, if he's got those kind of aspirations, he's going to have to look elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Are Arsenal the club to do that? Perhaps, uh, perhaps not. Um, but I think he he's better than than Palace.
0: Oh well, well, there you go. I I would say that Palace, if if you know Palace does the right thing, they they would throw the book at, at, at Zaha and, and you know say like, hey, look, you know here's a blank check. Write how many ever zeros you need here. Uh,
1: I, I think he's yeah. far and away the highest uh, paid player that they've got. Oh, yeah. um, But sometimes it, it's not always about the money. Sometimes it's about the ambition and about winning trophies and, and, and yeah. having kind of a legacy. Uh, and maybe he, he needs that. Maybe he's happy at Palace. Uh, who knows? But um yeah. If he wants to win his Palace is not really the team that, that uh that he should be at. I
0: I I would tend to agree with that. Uh, based on just just history and trajectory of you know Crystal Palace and where they've been, where they're going, um, you know, Roy Hodgson <laughs> the like. Um Let's see here. Good stuff though. Uh, Crystal Palace um, uh, was not the only team to score four goals on Saturday. Uh, Chelsea smashed uh, Sheffield United four-one. Uh, this is a Sheffield United that uh, current champions Liverpool had a tough time breaking down, mm-hmm. uh, obviously due to injuries. Um, part part of that, but uh, Chelsea seemed to have no issue and in, uh, in, in, in taking down Sheffield United here 4-1, uh, looking absolutely rampant. They did go down um, 1-0 in the ninth minute, uh, but then it was all Chelsea from there. Uh, it, it seemed like there was no going back uh, for Sheffield United after that.
1: No, this this was the the Hakim Ziyech show. He had a mm. phenomenal game. Uh, after they they went down one nil two, what you could say is probably an unlucky goal with uh, the the very strong flick that uh, McGoldrick gave. He, he totally kind of upended everybody there. Yeah, mm. uh, Chelsea just run rampant. Ziyech, uh, uh, his distribution was it was elite level he just he was so so good at, at just picking those uh, long range passes out he uh he was uh directly involved in 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 two goals but the first goal from Abraham if it wasn't for his uh his uh long flatted ball to Kovacic it wouldn't have uh, even got to Abraham in the first place so yeah as uh, uh, Ziyech had a, an outstanding game and it was uh, all topped off with a wonderful uh, flat track bully goal by my boy, uh Timo Werner
0: he Yes, Timo Werner did score a a very nice goal, again beating up on a much smaller club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, Chelsea twenty shots on uh on goal, nine of which were on target, seventy one percent possession, uh seven hundred and sixty two passes strung together at eighty seven percent pass accuracy. This was just a uh, this was this was a beat down. This this was this wasn't even like it
1: was a demolition. It was a yeah, demolition.
0: It, it it truly was. It, it like this was. Um, I, I don't think that um, if you're Sheffield United, if you're a fan of, of Sheffield United, obviously you're gonna feel good about picking up the the goal against them. But um, th- this was this was rough. Uh, well, I, I guess Mags, what I'm confused about is this is a a Sheffield United. A uh, team that was really working wonders last season. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand what's happened between now and then. Um, uh, that that that's that's forced them to, I guess, play the way they do, or or how they. I, I don't know if they've just if their forms just diminished. I don't know what it is, but they they looked inspirational all last season.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, it it's the the old adage of of, of the sophomore season. Where uh, mm-hmm. they come in bright and lively, they bring something new to the mm-hmm. to the season that, that that a lot of the clubs haven't seen before. We we saw it with uh, Leicester when they first uh, came up. Uh, we saw it with uh, with Burnley when they when they uh, came up uh, the first time. Uh, Aston Villa as well, another club that that did it. They bring something new and diverse to the the club uh, to the league, but. Very, very soon, the rest of the the, the teams cotton onto it, and uh, I don't think Sheffield did particularly well in the transfer window. Uh, I don't think they improved the the squad all that much, and they they kind of getting left behind.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's unfortunate, man, because I I really really liked the way that they played last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. So,
1: I have a quite, a quite a soft spot for Sheffield United. I think uh, okay. I like these kind of. Uh, the smaller teams that uh, you don't ever expect to see in the big league. And, and they really have a good go of it. And last season they did that. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. they're not able to keep that up. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: on last episode, I was um, – I, I, I wrote off West Ham versus Fulham as a match worth um, uh, worth anyone's time. Um <laughs> Uh, that seemed to almost be the case here. Uh, one nil win uh, for West Ham uh, after uh, ninety plus minutes. They've, they've mm-hmm. uh, West Ham secured the victory in extra time here. Fulham have got to be perhaps one of the sorriest looking teams in all of the Premier League mags. And I'm sorry yeah. if you're a Fulham fan out there. It's kind of true though. They, they they have not played well. They 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 they're just not up to I think the standard of staying up. Once again this season.
1: No, I mean they had they had chances as well against West Ham. Uh, it was a uh, statistically it was a, a very even game, uh, forty seven to fifty three possession in favor of West Ham. Uh, Fulham had thirteen shots, uh, seven on target, uh, three on target, whereas uh, West Ham had sixteen shots and seven on target. So on paper, this was a, a very balanced side. But watching the game, this was all West Ham. West Ham had. All the better shots. They hit the, mm. the the woodwork a couple of times, and it just felt like it was not going to be their day until in extra time. Uh, Thomas Suchet, uh popped in that uh, that goal, and I bet West Ham were were just ecstatic at that. And then they give away a penalty. What was that on that? the ninety? I want to say ninety eighth minute or ninety fifth minute or something like that. And then uh, Luckman tried to be clever, doing a Penenka. Penalty absolutely looked ridiculous, cost Fulham a point. Yeah, it was just woeful, and Fulham got exactly what they deserved for that.
0: Yeah, it, it was, um, it was an incredible decision for him to try and uh go, go to goal Very like brave. that. Incredibly brave, incredibly
1: <laughs> brave, and stupid. Brave and stupid. <laughs>
0: I mean, you, you sometimes it takes balls. Uh, this this had certainly more balls than 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 brains, I think. Um, Lookman, I mean, hey, he's a great player, um, but uh, yeah, just slot the goal in, man, slot the ball into the net. That's Especially that's it
1: at that time of the match. Right, it, it was a gift. It was a gift for Fabianske an absolute gift, and uh, Lookman just he, he looked like an idiot for doing that.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, conversely here, uh, Tottenham uh, this morning, uh, as of the time of this recording this morning, Tottenham defeated West Brom also 1-0, pretty close to the death here at the 88th minute with a goal from Harry Kane. Uh, this, um, unlike the last match, this is actually not too much unlike a, a Jose Mourinho uh, team to just grind out a one nil victory and and in, in, in the in these um, games against uh, clubs that are smaller yet scrappier like uh, uh, mm-hmm. like West Brom.
1: Yeah, and, and we've spoken about it quite a, a few times that. Uh, the mark of a good team is when you you kind of struggle, but you're still able to pull away with with the victory. And West Brom had a lot of uh, positives to come out of this game. I thought they really took their game to Tottenham, had quite a few good chances. Uh, now, Tottenham did control the game in terms of possession. They had uh, a lot more shots and a lot more shots on target, but it just felt kind of like the West Ham game where it just mm. wasn't their day. Uh, Son was... Uh, was having to take one or two extra touches which uh, left him open to to being challenged. Uh Kane was looking like a man forlorn on the right wing. Uh and then right at the death, uh, they pop up and, and Kane uh floats the goal in. Uh yeah, I think he's now that was his 150th Premier League goal. Um yeah they they absolutely deserved the win and it's a a great three points and kind of when you are struggling you want these kind of uh, scrappy results, and it, it 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 lifts them into into second place above Liverpool, uh, and yeah, uh, I think Tottenham maybe looking looking to the future and and perhaps maybe can keep this going and challenge for honors.
0: That would certainly be the hope, I, I would imagine. Uh, I mean, based based on what we know, uh, this is prime Jose Mourinho, uh, uh, I guess, in his uh, uh, tenure, usually these Jose Mourinho uh, projects don't last longer than maybe two or three seasons, uh, but mm-hmm. he tends to always get you a trophy at some point, uh, usually within that second season. So this would be the the time ripening here for, for Tottenham. Um, I, I think that... Um, I can't say that it would be the league that they would win. If they did win this Premier League season, I think it would be an incredible feat. Um, yeah. But um, I, I mean, I do certainly favor them for, you know, FA Cup, um, you know, uh, certainly maybe even um, Europa League, even though they, they've had some, uh, some strange results there, um, to say the least. Um, but yeah, um, this Spurs Spurs side is looking good, and I I even attested to it at the beginning of uh you know the the season that uh, if there is a team not named Manchester City and not named Liverpool uh to win the league this season, you gotta include Spurs on the list.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're looking at, at players who weren't even in this squad and, and are still mm-hmm. fit, guys like Harry Winks, uh, uh Davidson, Sanchez. Uh, these guys couldn't even get on the on the subs bench, so they've definitely got the strength and depth to be able to challenge. It's just whether they can keep up the momentum uh, of 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 a of a team that has to go thirty eight games to to win a league. Um, it's possible with uh, with Mourinho. He seems he seems to be in a very happy mood recently. He's uh, he's lacking the the performances and the results. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how the next few weeks uh, uh, go for him, but. As of now, they they've got to be in the conversation. I
0: would I would certainly say so. Um, a, another team definitely well within the conversation. Leicester City picking up obviously a very scrappy result here, uh, uh, taking them uh, to the top of the table uh, in first place here, beating Wolves one um, nil with a fifteen minute uh, Jamie Vardy penalty. Um, mm-hmm. We we saw Lester come really, really close to landing top four at the end of last season. Um, yeah. it was, it was a nail biter for them. Um, obviously we know that they have, uh, you know, the, the little bit of magic on their side. Uh, it seems from time to time they, they tend to, um, way overperform uh, from, from the, some of their parts. And I mean, obviously Jamie Vardy is, uh, uh certainly, um, has shown no signs of slowing down, e- even kind of in this uh, twilight of his career. Um, uh, is is Leicester also maybe perhaps a, a dark horse to to take this league this year?
1: I mean, if you if you're going off history, uh, when they they won the league um, the last time uh, the they got 18 points uh, in their first eight games and they, they've equaled that uh, this season. So mm. the potentially it, it, it is uh, a factor. I, th- I think they've got one of the the better defences and they've really showed up that defence, uh, especially losing Chilwell. Uh, you would have thought that that, that would have kind of like been a, a big loss, but it, it seems that it's not because in the last six games they've only uh, let two goals in. So um, they, they're prolific up front they're they uh, they solid at the back they've got all the the kind of um, aspects that you would need for a premier league winning team uh, the one thing I, I think they may struggle with is, is strength in depth if they pick up a couple of uh, of injuries to key players that can that could easily scupper their their uh, championship aspirations, but as of now, Bard is on form. I mean, he did miss a second penalty, but they still were able to eke out the the victory against a very strong and very resolute Wolves side. I mean, this is Wolves who, who who haven't had the best of runs recently, and they they kind of are starting to drop down the table a little bit. Uh, but they they're still a very dangerous club to to come up against. Uh, they've got a lot of pace. They've got a lot of uh, power in attack. Um, and, and Leicester were able to, to uh not play exactly at the best but still come away with three points.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. I mean it's Leicester uh, they they just seem so dangerous and and, and hell bent uh on 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 making waves this season it seems Mm -hmm. um and 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 they've picked up the results to do it I, i i i mean um them along with spurs i would say would be two teams to really keep your eye on um you know especially if you're a neutral supporter uh somebody who you're looking to maybe see um maybe a little bit of uh a breakup between the the parody the duopoly of of Liverpool and City uh, from from the the last couple of years. Um, speaking of whom, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Liverpool and City. Um, I messaged you in the Twitter DMs that I was uh, <laughs> somewhat happy. Uh, to pick up a a draw as the result here of this game. As this room tends to get darker, I guess the clouds have kind of covered up the sun now. Um, (laughs) um, I I feel satisfied with the the 1-1 draw Um, as a Liverpool supporter. I was really hoping for a victory here um, at what is literally now the empty HOD. Um, But... um, yeah, this, is, uh, th- this was a, a result where I think a lot more people were hoping for a much more free-flowing game. And we mm-hmm. got that in the first half. Uh, what we got in the second half was a City team that wasn't necessarily firing on all cylinders and a Liverpool team that um, at times struggled to just keep, you know, uh, put passes together, which is which mm-hmm. was quite odd.
1: Yeah, it was, and uh, again, it's another match that was uh, marred by by ridiculous VAR decisions um, after the the penalty and then the the equaliser by Jesus, which I uh, I thought was a really uh, well worked team goal. Uh, the, the 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 Joe Gomez penalty, or oh, the penalty that Joe Gomez gave away, I felt was absolutely. Ridiculous! He yep. was trying to turn away from the ball. His, his his arms were 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 outstretched, but he was pulling them in away from the ball, making no attempt to handball. In fact, trying to avoid the handball. Um, and the the referee, it just again seems to be that they're not allowed to use common sense. Uh, the it's almost as if VAR or the people behind VAR expect uh, the players to be to be like robots where they have no uh, arm movement because this is it's getting beyond a joke now this shouldn't that should mm. have not been a penalty at all uh, mm. i mean it, to be fair you uh, liverpool got their just desserts when uh, when um, de bruyne missed the missed the, the goal by a long long way and a, a statistic that I, I told you in in the dms was the last person to miss a, a penalty Bass by uh, so much was Riyad Marez in the reverse fixture in this uh, match in 2018, October 2018. Um, so yeah, it's it's almost like this match is cursed for for missing penalties. Um, the second half, it was incre- it was almost like watching a, a totally different match, it was incredibly yeah. scrappy. There was a, it was very stop start with fouls, both teams uh, seemingly getting very, very frustrated. Um, City had the better chances I felt in the second half uh, one with uh, Kevin De Bruyne where it just dipped over the bar uh, giving an, another yard or so that probably would have been a good goal uh, but Liverpool really struggled to get the ball out of their own half um, mm-hmm. and they they were maybe brave or maybe quite foolish playing it across the back four a lot uh, and were almost caught out a couple of times with uh, Jesus and with with Sterling but all in all, I think a draw is a fair result. Liverpool can be quite pleased with that. Going to City is is never a good time, and to come away with anything is, is good, even even though they are still quite low down in the league in, in tenth. Uh, they still, the, I would still say the the uh, the second best team in the Premier League. So to come away with mm-hmm. a point from City is it's um, it, it's definitely something, and, and it was a, a positive. The 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 bad thing for Liverpool though is it's, it may be another defender with injury issues. When uh, Trent uh, Alexander Arnold went off uh, and was sub subbed, subbed on for um, for Milner, uh, mm. hopefully that's a uh, it's it's more precaution than anything. Because the last thing Liverpool need now is uh, is to miss another another big player like uh, like Trent.
0: Exactly, exactly and and, and let, let's talk about that because I think that there was a, a lot of injury concerns uh, perhaps on both sides because um, you have on one hand uh, I think you have Liverpool who obviously with everything that happened with Trent today, uh, I think I think it is a precautionary measure he'll obviously be gutted that he won't be starring for England um mm-hmm. for, for over the course of the next 2 weeks while we take international break um you know i i i would hope that he's well enough in time uh to to uh, continue uh with Liverpool's campaign um obviously if you're Jurgen Klopp you would also be somewhat gutted that you couldn't have Thiago come in against uh, Pep Guardiola and uh, really kind of take this game by the scruff of the neck I feel like that—that's an option that Jurgen Klopp is just begging for, is hoping, uh, you know, that that Tiago can make it. He's he's probably giving uh, the physios an earful every you know day, trying to figure out if Tiago is gonna, if and when Tiago is gonna make it back uh, to the field. Um, But if if you're on the, the, the sky blue side of things and, and you're a Manchester City fan, you might be a little bit concerned with Kevin De Bruyne today because he was looking a, a little bit worrisome, um, w- especially in the second half. He, it looks like he may have picked up uh, a possible injury, maybe a slight bit of injury. He never came off the field, it appeared, but he was at times not looking like his Normal self because of a potential injury that he may have picked up during the course of the game.
1: I think he also looked quite tired as well. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, he needed a, a little bit of a break uh, just to refresh his batteries. He, he didn't kind of have the the pop that uh, Kevin De Bruyne normally has. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, the. Jesus coming back uh, and and getting into the goals straight away that'll be a, a plus for for City especially with uh with Aguero struggling to shake off uh, his injury pro- uh, problems I think uh Laporte and Diaz are, are settling down really well as a as a, a solid centre back partnership um, so there's there's definitely a, a positives for 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 City there uh, Torres uh, had a a very quiet game he 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 seemed to be quite shackled but. You said something on on the Twitter, and, and and I have to fully agree. When when Liverpool in the especially in the first half had the ball and they were powering forward, they looked so dangerous. When you see the mm-hmm. likes of of, of Jota, uh, Salah, and um, Mane powering forward, that. Must put the fear of God into any <laughs> defender. Uh, it's just a pity we didn't see a, more of that um, in in the second half. And that's mm-hmm. a, a testament to to City because they were able to to stump the balls to to Mane and and Salah. They weren't able to get the the the, the distribution that they needed. Uh, and both teams, I think, uh, can can feel happy. That they got a point. I think City maybe will be a little bit more concerned that they didn't score that penalty and take the three, though. And,
0: and and I want to bring up something that that you've brought up a, a few times here on the show as well, and um, that is uh, obviously the concerns over Bobby Firmino. <laughs> um, he, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm I'm giving you props here because it 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 seems as if when we. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went it, all it, dizzy then.
0: It, it's it's it seems as if um when it, in the first half that 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 quadrant of uh you know uh Sala Mane Firmino Jota it seems as if any time that Liverpool got the got the ball back, whether it would have been from Vanalum, whether it would have been from Henderson, they were immediately springing into attack like a uh, is like like a switchblade, like like it was immediately like okay, now the ball's from you know from from deep in Liverpool's side to like they're already at City's goal, right? Um, mm-hmm. But after that first half, it seemed like. Um, it, it, it just seemed like something was breaking down and you almost wonder why Klopp didn't maybe change things up a little bit earlier to, to reset it like how he did with Atalanta uh, where he just had Jota, you know, I guess pressing up front furiously um, yeah, with, uh, with Mane and, and Sala uh, uh, on his flanks.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I know you've uh, you've defended uh, Firmino to the Hilton. I, I do. Uh, even though I give you uh, I give you grief about it, I do understand the the kind of reasoning behind it. But mm. for me, um, Firmino always seems to be better when he's that when he's the the target attacker, when he's the the main guy in the in the middle three, mm. um, and I just feel he he hasn't got. Confidence in himself uh, His shots are, uh, are off target Or he mm-hmm. doesn't feel He doesn't feel like the, the danger that he has been in previous seasons um, mm-hmm. Where if the ball Was in the box Nine, nine times out of ten, it would be Firmino who's uh, chasing to get it, to get on the end of it. He doesn't seem to have that that kind of uh, urgency as, a, as, a, as an attacker to do it, whether that's the, the change in Klopp's kind of uh, play or whether that's just uh, a player who is uh, doubting himself a little bit. Um, and I think when he's seen that Jota's come in and made these big impacts straight away and, and really kind of uh, has really... Took took the the role of of Firmino and, and made it his own. I think we we we're seeing the Firmino who's who's having a bit of a crisis of confidence.
0: Mm. Well, and 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 you look back a couple seasons when um, Liverpool made that campaign through the Champions League finals uh, against Real Madrid, uh, even though they they fell in the finals. Um, the, the way that Jota is playing now is very similar to how Firmino's playing then. It's mm-hmm. all pedal to the metal. You know, He's yeah. linking up with Salah and Mane in that same kind of sense. Uh, you really do get that Danger Man kind of vibe out of uh, Diogo Jota whenever he's leading that line like that. Uh, whereas I feel like Firmino's doing that, but they've played him so much in this false nine kind of sense mm-hmm. um, that he... Maybe he hasn't um, maybe he's lost a step a step in that killer instinct kind of uh, way. Um, I- I'm not really quite sure what. Uh, what his situation is, whether it is Jota coming in and maybe that being a little bit of a blow to his confidence, or what the deal is. But um, yeah, the the sooner that Liverpool can get a confident Firmino in, the better. M- maybe what yeah. I suggest is that he takes a a little bit of a vacation, maybe visits Cancun for two weeks and has a little bit of a party. You know, uh, you know, just to <laughs> hang out, relax. You know, get 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 back to what you were wanting to do. Maybe a bit too stressed out. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he he always seems to be uh, to to me at least the kind of player where if he gets a couple of goals, that confidence will quickly return and he'll yep. he'll soon find that killer instinct again. It's just getting into the positions to 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 score them goals, and right now he's he's not in those positions. He's he's shooting from way outside the box. He's is not the the kind of a. Goal, land, predator—that he was in in the last two or three seasons. Uh, he he just needs to get back to that that kind of form that that mm-hmm. made him one of the the three scariest strikers in in the Premier League. Uh, and I'm sure he can do it. Like we've said before, that that uh, form is temporary and class is permanent. And he's certainly one of the the classiest players that we've got in the Premier League. Uh, mm-hmm. We just need to see him back being the 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 killer that Bobby Firmino. We know that he is.
0: Indeed. Um and before we wrap up the show, just want to kind of give you guys a live update here as to where we're at as of the time of this recording. Uh Aston Villa actually lead uh Arsenal one nil uh with uh Sokka uh conceding an own goal uh to Arsenal. Um Yeah, kind of crazy. Um so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, there. Um, Mags, we do have international break coming up, and you and I have discussed what we're going to do in the meantime. Uh, we've got yes, some, we some pretty killer shows lined up. Uh, we're going to do like a little bit of a pulse check on all the Premier League teams. We're going to talk about uh, UEFA uh, Champions League starting 11s. Uh, we're going to also uh, get with our good friend Cam at some point here in the next couple weeks. Um, Cam from Shooting God. Sports-ish on the sports market. We're going to talk about the U.S. men's national team.
1: And that'll be that's the one the episode I think I'm looking forward to the most because I'm mm. I am very much a novice when it comes to the US game, so it'll be it'll be cool to to just sit back and get some knowledge out of camera uh, and find out how the the US football scene is sitting.
0: Well, and 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 I think it'll be an interesting episode for all of us because I think that. Um, you think about and, and and I wanted to save this line for kind of when we do the episode, but I'll, I'll rehash it later. Um, you you think of the United States and you think of like you know this amazing world power and the, particularly when it comes to sports, like you always see them dominate at like the Olympics and everything. But when it comes to to football, proper football, it seems though the U.S. always tends to come a lot shorter than what. Um, than what you would imagine, right? Like you would imagine that they would have this this you know great infrastructure for it, and it really doesn't seem to be that way. However, there's been a lot of really big bright spots, especially uh, when it comes to the uh, U.S. men's youth. Uh, so we're gonna see, uh, we're gonna take a deep dive down to there. We're gonna talk about the history of the U.S. men's team. We're gonna do a whole lot of stuff there. So be be on the lookout for that episode, everybody. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, before we head on out here, Mags, uh, goal of the show, player of the show. Um, this is where we this is where we talk about uh, you know uh, goals. We talk about players. We talk about who, who, I guess who's the best. What's what's what is the best? Um, this will be a difficult one here, Mags, because there's been a lot of penalties this week mm. in the Premier League. Yeah, in,
1: in terms of high quality goals, mm. it was very I think very threadbare. Mm. uh One does stand out for me though, and it 's uh is a free kick for for Crystal Palace. I mm. thought that that was absolutely sublime, really mm. dipped it uh all up and over the wall, and then uh, was able to to get it into the top corner so yeah i 'm going to go with uh Etsy's free kick for palace mm.
0: um it 's going to pain me a lot saying this, but i 'll say it um The one goal that really stands out in my mind is actually that second Bruno Fernandez goal. Uh, on Everton, the, the one the, where it...
1: the, the cross that, the the, uh, the one Rashford that Rashford tried to steal.
0: Exactly, exactly. You like the the naked eye would would say that Rashford headed that goal, but then on on closer appeal, like not only like obviously he didn't do this on purpose, but. You know, the fact that it was so pinpoint that Rashford missed it, but yet it still cur- curled in, missed the keeper, and curled in right into the, uh, the, the corner. This is just a very well taken goal from Bruno Fernandez, and he, yeah. he also is my uh, player of the show this week.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <coughs> well, I was uh, actually going to book tradition, and I was going to give a uh, uh, player of the show to Alaguna Salche. <coughs> Uh, because of no, because he had two horrific performances and he was able to, to um sorry, guys dying here. Uh, he was had two horrific performances in the last week and he was able to to turn it around and get a really solid performance against Everton. But I have to give it to Hakim Ziek. He was absolutely oh, yeah. sublime.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good pick, it's a good pick. Uh, well, Mags, I I ho- hope you're doing well. Get get some water. That, I think that's what you need there. Some some water, agua. There you go, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh anyways,
1: it's building sheds in the cold weather. That's what's done it.
0: Oh, um, yeah, no, I mean that's that'll get you right there alone. Um, anyway. Uh, I, I think that we've had a successful episode of Radio Techers. Uh, I have really enjoyed uh, doing this show yet again, and we're gonna we're gonna keep on rolling even through the international break here, Mags. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, where can the people find more of your content,
1: Mags? Yeah, so you can find me at the Ada Curve. There's going to be no shenanigans this weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, I have more podcasts than any person should ever, ever have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, go and uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, go and mm-hmm. check out my content. Mm-hmm. I've uh, been uh, doing a bit of podcast whoring recently. I've been on everybody's podcast uh, known to man recently. So if you listen to a podcast remotely to do with football or wrestling, you've heard my voice.
0: Oh, well, good. Yeah, I mean, uh, anywhere and everywhere that – you can enjoy mags. I highly recommend you doing so. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mister Warren Hayes, uh, where <laughs> I actually, um, I, I, I actually prefer as a Canadian the sport of hockey uh, or ice football, as maybe anyone. <laughs> um, no. Uh, Hi Warren, if you're out there watching, um, <laughs> um, no, it, you can find me on Twitter at TexasGentleman. underscore uh, I have a lot of fun doing this show with Mags. Of course, you can follow Radio Techers on Twitter at Radio Techers. It's spelled right up there. Go, go, go! See it. Just type that in, that word, those words, on Twitter. You'll find us. Um, so that's that's a lot of fun. Um, you can find me on Twitter.
1: I was just going to say as well. Oh. Uh, definitely go out and uh, and search out Headlock Talk. They did their first live episode uh, reviewing uh, AEW Full Gear, and it was a fun time. I really enjoyed yeah. uh, being a part of that. Uh, yeah, you guys really killed it in uh, for a first attempt at a live episode. I think you did really, really well. So, yeah, listeners, go and uh, go and check out Tanner's other project, Headlock Talk.
0: Well, thank you, Max. I, I appreciate that. That was a little bit nerve-wracking, but you guys made it easier in the chat Bring in your comments. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Maybe, hopefully, we can do something like that here for, for Radio Techers. That'd be pretty neat. Um, though we probably would get a lot of uh, different kind of banter with that particular show. <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Radio Techers. Uh, once again, we ask that you like, share, subscribe Radio Techers with everybody that you know. Uh, whether you're listening to us on podcast form, hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, leave a five-star rating and review if you can. We'd greatly appreciated. We'd like to be the number one football podcast uh, on the charts and in your hearts.
1: Mm-hmm. That's smart <laughs> to death.
0: exactly a little bit Um, and then uh, yeah if you're watching this on on YouTube obviously make sure to uh, hit the thumbs up button there you go just like Orange Casty, hit that thumbs up button Uh, leave a comment uh, below let us know what you thought was the goal of the show and uh, what you thought uh, who you thought was was player of the show that'd be cool Um, and uh, obviously subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish where you can get coverage for not only every episode of Radio Techers but also uh you know uh, american style football uh b- basketball baseball coverage uh i, I um i i sports know i saw betting. sports betting UFC. yes. Yeah, UFC, obviously with Mags doing five rounds. Mags was a busy, busy man last night doing five rounds coverage, so make sure to check that out. Hit the bell for all notifications, so that way when an episode of Radio Techers, or five rounds comes out, for example, you can check those out. Uh, Takes on stakes for sports betting, and then uh, Tony has so many projects that I can hardly keep up with at all. So, um, a big shout out there, uh, Shooting Sports-ish. Hit that subscribe button. I'm of course the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt and here with me, once again, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, my good friend and yours, Mags. Mags. <laughs> Say goodnight to the nice people.
1: Good night, nice people.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye.